0: Roscoe, how are you, mate?
1: Big <laughs> how you going there?
0: Uh, just running over uh, a few black cats and Chinamen and smashing up some mirrors out the back, just your standard uh, Sunday over.
1: <laughs> just a standard prod- podcast preparation, really.
0: Uh, it's just lucky that i am nearly lost all my hair because they'd be grey, but anyway. <laughs> welcome to all our well, Like the Cut of Your Jib listeners for uh, show 10.
1: Joe, ten—we've hit the uh, the two-figure mark, mate—and um, what a real gutsy performance has been from us, oh, too. It's,
0: yeah, it's a uh, Alan Border on a green top in the West Indies type oh, ten oh, so far.
1: Yeah, real favourable bowling conditions, and you're just ducking and weaving, and yeah, there's all sorts of shit going on, but yeah, we're here, mate.
0: We're here. We shall get there at some stage. Don't worry about that. Yes. Um, firstly, off the bat. Uh, a couple of new contestants in our footy tipping comp, uh, which yes. is filling up very fast. Uh, Luke Clark over there at the Chili Dippers uh, yep. has decided to be a part of a bit more professional organisation than what he's. Running
1: welcome, over aboard. There. welcome aboard, welcome
0: aboard, Clarky. And a prize that I knew you would really like, which was uh, All Star. The All Star I used to call him at school, Troy Bussell from Wangaratta, <laughs> is cricket pack.
1: He's a good man, bus, and uh, it's great to have him in this uh, tipping comp. Um, he, he's nailed the 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 prize for whoever's lucky enough to get his. Uh, what I liked about it was the wide world of sports board game. I remember having one of those one.
0: Yeah, yeah because, I didn't. Ha- uh, I wasn't lucky enough to have one of those. But, oh, um, outstanding! I tip well enough and can get one uh, in that magnificent prize yeah. cachet that's starting to build.
1: We're building quite a little prize pack there, aren't we?
0: I was just going to say you might have to speak to Bristol that new house you're building and get a. Get an extra room put on because it's going to be a it's going to be a pretty fair pretty fair uh, body of uh, of prizes.
1: Yeah, well, you know, one week we think Booney's bat is the leader of the prize um, pool, but gee, it starts to it's getting better by the week, mate. And we're still not finished yet. There's still a couple that are uh, very close to selection.
0: Yeah, we're we're a long way off done, the, the um, yeah, probably tidy a fair bit of it up, I reckon, by the end of the next week. So if you're humming and auring. Yep. Um, quit that yep. and get something into us, and um, mm. we'll try and accommodate you because it's going to be a great prize. <coughs> Excuse me, a great prize for our uh, our listeners. Yep. And Absolutely. while we're going through our prizes, Roscoe, we'll just remind our listeners um, of our Football Player of the Year award that we'll be running because it's obviously less than 50 days to footy season. Yep. Um, so we'll be giving Roscoe and I will each give us a 3 2 1 for a defender, a midfielder, and a forward during the year. We found I know you'd be similar, Roscoe, that's why we come up with the idea. It's just become a midfielder's medal, most of the media awards at yeah, yeah. Brownlow. So, yeah, you know, it still may go the way of a midfielder, but um, we thought we'd be a bit more inclusive and um, and give everyone an opportunity to win it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good to uh, just see something with a little bit of variety in the mix. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that polling goes.
0: Yeah. Now, we're going to try something a little bit different today, Roscoe.
1: Right, eh? right.
0: There's obviously an issue. We're going to go straight into Fix Remembers. Ah yes, yes. And Fix Remembers has been slightly hijacked uh, by something that you brought to light last week.
1: Ah, right. Now this stems back to your appearance on the Chilli Dippers podcast over Christmas, Fix. Correct. And and, uh, and and a controversy that's emanated from that actual visit into the studio. So what have you, I... how, how has that developed since so last podcast Rocky had an affidavit, a signed affidavit on his version of events. Yep. Um, And what have the developments been since then, mate?
0: Right. So what we've got, I've had a statement uh, given to me by Mr. David Ralston from New Zealand uh, in regards to Rocky's um, affidavit last week. Yep. This show, uh, most people wouldn't believe this with the technology we run, but it is at the (laughs) moment being beamed live into New Zealand. (laughs) So uh, David will listen to the information that we'll, um, we'll put out there now. And uh, I'm not sure whether he'll be able to send something in possibly, but so the statement he responded to me when uh, I will read it word for word. And those that know uh, Mr. Ralston will be well aware of his uh, spelling deficiency. So I'm just any 50, 50 words. I'm just going to say what I think they are. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. He's quite poor at the grammar. <laughs>
0: This is what he uh, returns to, to, uh, to Rocky with.
1: I'm looking forward to this, mate.
0: Yes. And I, as I said, word for word, so excuse, there is some profanities in it. Well, <laughs> fuck me. A hole in one by oh, himself. Straight off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> We've all had a heap of them. That kills all his credibility. He was better off with my story, which is exactly how Pete told me the story originally, that he, he had it with his second ball with a group watching. At least we can be sure it happened then. If we're starting to count achievements we have done on our lonesome, my gosh, what next? Pete has also told me he's kicked 90-metre goals, run the 100 in under nine seconds, and 10-pin bowled a 300 game by himself. My <laughs> very reliable source very clearly remembered, remembers a second ball in the Pete Rock hole in one story.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So he's, um, he's obviously had a bit of a... Uh, a retort there, Peter, he didn't appear to be backing it down. Yep. Now what I did, and if you can bear with me for one second, I actually did a little bit of, um, uh, I don't know how you'd phrase uh, I think the phrase is email hacking, possibly.
1: Bit of WikiLeaks fix.
0: A little WikiLeaks type Julian Assange shut Julian up.
1: Assange. You'll be living out of a bloody um, embassy soon, mate. Just be careful.
0: Yeah, well, the people deserve the truth, and especially our, our listeners deserve to know exactly what's happened. So you have to bear with me again. This was a letter that was sent by Mr. Ralston to John Wallace Junior. Yep. Uh, who's a well respected golf connoisseur and connoisseur in Wangarata and um I was thinking Roscoe when I saw that junior there I was just it took me back to uh junior Murray <laughs> former West <laughs> Indian bean pole wicketkeeper and yeah, yeah uh, wicket keeper yeah and if he if he had a kid and called it Junior Murray what the what what ramifications that would have for the family because he'd then become <laughs> Junior Murray senior and that yep. kid would be Junior Murray junior
1: junior Murray junior yeah <laughs> it gets awfully Awfully convoluted fix.
0: It does, but um, I do digress. <laughs> um, now, he's, th- this email was written to, to John Wallace Jr. And he says, Dear John, how are you going, mate? I have an issue or problem involving our good friend Peter Rourke. And I was hoping he may be able to shed some light and clarity on the issue. And it very much needs to be resolved. As I think you'll be aware, Peter's had a hole in one on the golf course. This is not in dispute, but there is a little gray area in the story that we need to be black and white. Story one goes, Peter was playing by himself at Jubilee, hit a perfect seven iron on the par three, fourth and didn't see it, walked up to the hole and whiz bang, it was in the hole. Story two goes, he was either playing in a group or by himself on the same hole. He hits the first ball way up in the right, declared it lost and said, I'm teeing off and starting the hole again and then put that one in the hole and as we all really know, that ain't a hole in one. Our good friend Robert Pinozzo says he remembers there being a second ball in the story, but others say the story one is more accurate. I was hoping you may know what really happened. Thanks, Dave. Now, there's a little PS here as well. I don't know whether you listen to the Chili Dippers. Uh, uh, You've noticed uh, several shows Dave is mentioning a a particular branded watch that John Muller sells trying to get a a cheap one, as we know, what Dave can do.
1: He's
0: put he's put at the bottom of this, and I will read it, P.S. I don't know if you listen to podcasts but if you do there's a very good golf pod podcast called the chili Dippers your good oh. self may even get a mention in it for a few episodes
1: So is he trying to get some facts here or trying to give you know get some more listeners and give himself a plug what's he trying to do
0: he's doing both I think <laughs> but anyway uh, John Wallers jr did respond and, uh, and and tried to clear up on his, on his path <coughs> excuse me. He's a
1: very Sorry. eloquent man, John Wallace, too. So, he'll be able to word this quite yeah, precisely.
0: He's better than the bloke who wrote the first one in that <laughs> regard. You have to excuse me, too, Roscoe. To a bit of a dry throat. I usually have a, um, a refreshment or two while I'm uh, you know, doing the show. But I'll go yeah. straight, straight to work, which is... Uh, <laughs> Not generally the best, pre-match. Um, well,
1: I'm looking after things from this end, mate. Oh, uh, you lucky bastard.
0: <laughs> so he's responded, good morning, Dave. Hope you're well, and thanks for the email. As head of the WGC Match Committee, I would love to give you some clarification on the issues presented. Ah, uh, yes. The famous hole-in-one at Jubilee's fourth hole on the 4th of January 1994. Fantastic hole, undulating green with, this, uh, with a severe pace right to left, slope from the front of the green, and a typical 7-8 to eight iron. I do think I may be able to shed some light on this fantastic feat. One would say it's the ultimate goal for a golfer that uh, that a golfer dreams of having throughout their golf golfing journey. Some have more than their fair share. Other talented golfers still dream. In the issue of solving the issues presented to us, we must take out the emotion and friendship and look at the facts before us. So he said, story one, this is a story I do remember from Pete, a very excited golfer announcing to the golf gods that he has been welcomed into golf folklore. But unfortunately, didn't have anyone there to witness the event. One could argue that anyone could make up this story as no other players were present, but the sheer excitement from the player and his strong ethic of truth makes this seem the logical answer. We also have a documented trophy of the event. Who would spend money on a trophy for a fable event? Story two would seem this unlikely. If this unfolded as a player, uh, as, a, as played out, this would make a great story for a pass-saving result, hitting three off the tee from a declaration of a lost ball. One wouldn't have a trophy made for this, nor would a golfer want a trophy on display for a misleading result. Unfortunately, again, we have no direct contact or knowledge of the players. we Pete on the day, so the statement, teeing off and starting the hole again, can't be used as fact, only gospel. And then he's put a match committee verdict, which is, um, I remember Pete actually having this hole in one, as I was extremely jealous at the time. Uh, I wasn't playing with him, but the excited verbal tone from him after the event, Was of sheer amazement. I do not recall any golfers playing with him at the time, so we need to, we need to that this on face value. On one must conclude that jealousy would make stories like this be extended for the worse, where a golfer's dream becomes one of doubt. But Hmm. I would give my approval that the hole in one did unfold in nineteen (laughs) ninety four, and then a bit of bullshit at the end of it. But um, (laughs) so I don't know whether Dave was aware that we'd uh, done a little bit of email uh researching and found yeah. that uh, So we've
1: that da- we've actually done or you've done some due diligence here, Fix. Is that is that
0: yeah. that's basically what's happened. You, yeah.
1: You've actually done some investigating.
0: Well we're in the we're in the um in the media game as I tell my mates, which they laugh yeah. at, but yeah we're we're media operators now Roscoe. We've got a podcast. Absolutely have got a now, dot
1: I and cross T's, mate.
0: Yeah. Oh hang on a sec. What t- we've just had something on the fax machine here, Roscoe. Ooh, ooh from David and his lawyers from New Zealand. Uh, Live. uh, uh, Bear with me. So it says, so we are hacking email accounts now. (laughs) Firstly, firstly, (laughs) let me say this was never a witch hunt. It was more likely an intervention or a cleansing. I had been made aware Peter, who was a great man, was living a lie and this burden was weighing him down and I thought bringing it to light would remove the burden of this falsehood from his life. As for the mystery emails you've just read, Mr Wallet is a credit to the community and an outstanding citizen but he may have fallen victim to Peter's force of personality and magnetic charisma. I understand it would be hard to doubt any story Pete may tell, but I still have to the very, the very credible word of Rob Penazzo. Just remind remind me to get back to that point. Uh, Shall Roscoe. do. Yeah, Shall the original version of the story I heard. So I will leave you with this. All the evidence we have is still unproven he say, but it's if I am wrong, I will go out on the golf course all by myself and apologise unreservedly to Peter and his family. But no one sees... But if no one sees it, did it ever really happen? Mm. So he hasn't really given us a proper... Nothing. That's a half yeah. faster
1: If, if really. I may make an observation about that particular... That, that one that's just come to hand. Yep. Uh, two, two, two points I've got. One of them is there's someone who's very at ease with his life as opposed to what Mr. Ralston said just then. Peter Rourke is very comfortable with his position. Yes. And... If this hasn't been a witch hunt, then I'm not sure what I know what a witch hunt is.
0: No, nah, we might need to re-clarify and yeah. find the definition for that.
1: Yep, it, it was
0: uh, very scurrilous um, to bring it up, and and as we said at the time, like you know, his podcast had one listener, which he's disenfranchised at the moment. <laughs> now, in regards to Rob Pinozzo, he obviously didn't want to go there. He's sort of a little bit of so a this is the
1: this is the key witness, isn't it? essentially? Yes.
0: Robert yep. Gino Gino Penazzo, yep, the great. known as the WAP Dago as we call him,
1: mm-hmm. he
0: is hiding up there in Canberra at the moment. <laughs> he didn't want to actually give me a um, a statement, yep. but he he did state that he was leaning towards Peter Rourke's version of events slightly, which right. is contradictory to what um, David has stated there in that statement. Yep, um, he obviously. He couldn't quite recall. He he, di- he did also say that he's struggling to remember things from last week. So <sighs> he's probably not an ironclad that can just uh, turn this into an open shut case. Yeah. I think the case is almost closed, but it's it's probably never really going to be uh, resolved to the level that either party wants. No. Is that what you're getting It's yeah. It was it's... A tennis match, and you had to declare a win. I'd say you know probably Rocky's won in a five setter. It's a uh, it's a Dave bit like up
1: yeah. He- Bit like when you're um you're watching the test cricket and your missus comes in and says who's winning yeah it's a like that you you don't really know no at this point so but, no, but you know did. if you were to take one side um you'd say that the weight of numbers suggests Rocky's probably got his nose in front
0: yeah at the yeah, at the moment it definitely appears that way so yeah. um if we can find anything else another smoking gun during the week we'll definitely endeavour to to yeah. try and tidy it up one way or another.
1: Yeah, rest um, assured, Jibbers. We will find it.
0: Yeah, yeah which um, yeah, we we got as much information as we can. And probably push the, the the journalistic uh, principles of what we what we did do. I'm not sure exactly. We haven't done the proper course on what you do as a yet, Roscoe. But um,
1: I think they used to have. I don't think they have them anymore, mate. Given that um, you see some of the in inverted commas journos that get around. So I I'd, I'd think those those actual. Uh, Integrity courses have gone out the window, so don't worry about that. That's yeah. just a minor detail. But I take my hat off to your uh, investigative powers this week, Fixer. It's been exemplary.
0: Thank you for that. And while you were talking about Junos, to all those people out there that continually tag both Roscoe and myself in articles regarding Mark Robinson and inferring <laughs> that he could get a spot in this lineup, drop, <laughs> drop off, just drop off.
1: Jog on, fellas. Yeah, jog, jog on. on.
0: Yeah, we're not interested. We don't want him yeah. anywhere. you don't want his grubby little mitts anywhere near this. And to and
1: uh... and to you, Robbo. I don't know how you got me number, but <laughs> seriously, mate, just just give it a spell. All right, piss off, piss off. Yeah. You've had enough
0: of your pestering <laughs> us. Um, now, Roscoe, the Steve Jureka Award is one that I'm led to believe has really gone next level down the Wangway. There's yeah. um, generated a lot of interest.
1: Mate, it's gone. Um, it's gone. Fair to say, it's gone gangbusters. To be honest, I've got. It's almost like I'm employing spotters around the place, um, spotting Steve Jereka noms, and um, which I'm not. But um, I really appreciate the uh, the Jib family uh, getting around it, and they they provided plenty of um, plenty of, of volume for us, and uh, we're really enjoying them. Um, you got a couple this week. I've got I've got one fixer, one actual nomination. There's a couple that are a little bit left field, which I'll. I'll give to you, but I'll I'll hit you with one straight off the bat. And he, he comes from your club, actually. He's a Demon boy. Yeah. Um, young Alex Neil Bullen. Um, he of the hyphen. Yeah. Uh, we haven't
0: we haven't gone with the hyphen at Melbourne since we pissed off the uh, Cockatoo <laughs> Collins boys. They sort of <laughs> they it.
1: Well, the, this guy's just trying to get back in and uh, and and make it popular again at uh, at Demon Land. So now, if you can picture this. Um, I found this picture online of Alex Neil Bullen uh, shirt off, uh, you know, going in a, in a handball drill on the handball flex. Yep. So Perfect the pipes picture. were, uh, yeah, the pipes were really pumped, um, really strong form. And Fixer, what do you do? There's there's two stages of this. So you've got your your pre season, your, your early pre season before Christmas, and then your, your pre season post Christmas. So you've had your break. What do you come back in, Fitz?
0: Uh, generally, if you're a, uh, if you're at an AFL club, you come back in great nick. <laughs> close?
1: Well played, sir. Yeah. You, Alex Neil Bullen said, I've come back in good nick. Good nick, so, yep. Yep. yeah. In Terrific. Good nick or
0: your great nick or your top nick. Um, it's, uh, the word nick has to be in there, though, for it yep. to be uh, yep. solidified.
1: Nah, ticks all the boxes for a Steve Dureka nomination. So well done to Alex Neil Bullen uh, for me this week. Who'd you have,
0: mate? Oh, I had a Melbourne bloke as well, which uh, this one sort of border is a borderline what we call a, an encouragement award for a Steve Jureka nom, which was oh, good. Uh, Billy Stretch, who's probably doing the same um, buys and tries combos as what uh, Alex Dean bourne has <laughs> been doing. His um, arms <laughs> were. This thing he naturally has a nice tan. Um, yeah. Which is a lot darker than I, I remember yeah. his old man scooting up that wing there. He
1: well, to, he's got the Mediter- Mediterranean looks, hasn't he, Billy Stretch? But his old man was a ranger, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, he was. A, he was a ranger, and um, yeah, he would have. He used to scoot up and down on the the, the big um, yeah. MCG members side because the shadow would be cast there early. Otherwise, he'd get torched. <laughs> if he played on that great southern stand, wing, he would have been absolutely bloody. Oh really yes, torched. So chasing um, shadows. Yeah, so some, it's definitely not a spray on variety that he's running it's uh it is that mediterranean look but he, he looked great but the, his teammates uh, they had an intra, intra-club scratch uh, sorry match simulation so it's not even a you know a, a proper match really yeah and his teammates voted him best on track
1: oh so <laughs> yeah, they've sort yeah. of
0: been pushing him in that direction that he's yeah. they haven't full out you know given it to him that he's a potential uh steve jerica you know like a good solid chance to win it but they're sort of saying You know, one-off, best on track. um, You know, string together a couple of them, and you'll be catching the same breath as a few of the other boys there.
1: Yeah, good, Billy. That's that's. I'll tell you what, it's fast becoming because this, then there will be. We're hoping that um, we can get this actual Steve Jureka trophy uh, given to the recipient. Um, That's the plan. and I think it's becoming sought after. I'm not, I've got a feeling word may be filtering to AFL clubs that there is a chance that they can, can get an award out of out of their preseason training. So yeah, I've
0: got a, I've got a lead on actually tracking the big fella down too. So I um, will <laughs> leave no stone unturned to get him on this program at some <laughs> oh, stage, which would be a big
1: coup. Outstanding. Well, the you know I said I mentioned there was a couple of left fielders that I've got in terms of Stephen Jureka noms, but they're the Steve Geurica nominations with a twist. So Mason Wood from North Melbourne. Yep. Uh, now there was an article uh, that appeared during the week, and it was um, it was spotted by one of the Jib family that Mason Wood is actually doing less. Oh right, he's gone the yeah, other way. Yeah, so yeah, so he's not worrying about being in good nick. He's just he's thought that um, maybe less is more, and um, I'm going to go that way with it. So good on you, Mason, for. Uh, We're making your own tricks there. We
0: did mention, you know, um, a multiple 2K time trial winner. We were actually said when we nominated him that he should just be happy that he can get around that 2K without crashing into shit and breaking down. (laughs) So I don't know whether he's listened to that or
1: uh, he might be cutting that down
0: to 1K where there's less possibility that something could, you know, strain, snap, break and uh, doing less just to put himself in a better position heading into the season.
1: So whether they have a, a standard 2K and, and then the, the instructions come, hey, Mason, uh, so you're only doing 1.5 today. <laughs> you've got
0: <laughs> so, limit your loads.
1: Yeah, so good on him for doing less uh, and being proud of it. Yep. Uh, the other one, fix comes from a different um, code, um, Jared Hayne. Now, wow. I don't know if you've caught any vision of him um, since he's come back uh, from his break. Uh, fair to say it's it's less than ideal, Nick. Um, yes, yes. I now, they had a... This. Yeah, the, so the Eels had a 5K run. Um, and Jared Hain, God bless him, was beaten by the coach and the coach's 10-year-old son. Oh, <laughs> this <is> a, <laughs> yeah, Wrap your, uh, wrap your yeah, ears around that.
0: That, that, that. This is an, an alleged elite sport. <laughs> oh, the, you know the thing, Roscoe, I actually... Uh, I went through the comments. I saw it on Facebook, I was through the Fox page or wherever it came up. And and the comments were that more archaic than the actual event. The amount, <laughs> it was probably weighted in his favour sixty 60 65 percent of people.
1: Oh, they were supporting
0: him. Yeah, as in, uh, oh, he never has to run five k during a game. Don't worry about that shit. Um, you know, what's he? Why does he need to be fit? The, the season's another cup, another couple of weeks away. Um, you get a chance, just have a look through them. That that, that was a. That was the part of the story that more I found more entertaining was reading the comments, and uh, it's just like, yeah, the, the only um, the only possibility uh, that would happen at an AFL club, if that happened at an AFL club, and where it could possibly happen, would be up at the Gold Coast. Yes, with Stewie Jew. Yeah. He just, if you didn't want to get caught by him, I reckon you'd lather yourself in chocolate or sugar and stay in front of him, and, uh, and that would give you the best possible chance of beating him home. Oh,
1: mate. Because he'd what... uh,
0: roll you around and something sweet and eat you, and he caught you, and he should never catch you.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what, what I'm picturing at this 5K for the eels was, um, you know, the, the, the people that are uh, like the strength and conditioning guys just giving the heads up to the 10 year old. Um, Coach's son, mate, hey, just he's up. You're
0: making, We're out of job. <laughs> you're making him look bad. <laughs> We're out of a job. Oh. You're making him look bad. You're making us look bad. Who are the clowns yeah. running the bloody – are they just Googling shit on the bloody computer oh. to come up with fitness training programs? or? Oh, mm. I, I, I just picture in my head as you're talking there, you know the old buddy Demtel ads where you have those ad blasters and all that shit you <laughs> store under your bed? Yeah. Whether they've just got a whole gymnasium and that, you know, where you don't have to actually train, but you get the ripped abs. like yeah. That's yeah. Where you stand there, the old towel belt jiggles yeah. your hips, and then you get yeah, ripped, in the abs. ripped abs. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: What sort of shit are they running down there, apparently? No. That's that's an horrendous story.
1: Well, particularly when, um, you know, Jared Haynes, a guy who, I know it was a couple of years ago, but he's played the most professional sport in the world, essentially, NFL footy. Now. Correct surely those training habits can be embedded in you for well, at least five years after the fact. But um, he might be just going to the to the point where he's thinking, well, how how unfit can I get and still play professional football? So Yeah, he might be having
0: some bet with his mate that we don't even know about and we should yeah. be applauding.
1: Yep, yep. Um, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be interested to see his form early in the season too. But um, at, in, in terms of... St- uh, reverse Steve Jarika's. He's leading at this point.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that down the track with a little reverse one. So I'll um, I'll let you know about that when we get to it. But this Three. week, uh, this week we had Fremantle as our uh, side to analyse.
1: Now we did fix. Now be honest here. Um, have you put a lot of work into the Fremantle <laughs> 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 no,
0: <laughs> No, I made the fatal mistake of after S and E, obviously, in the alphabet, just going straight to G long, yeah. and uh, did a bit of work on that, and uh, it was only when he reminded me there's a letter F that sits between <laughs> E and G, and that uh, there's an AFL club that also starts with F, so... I
1: know, I know we're a few thousand kilometres away from a mate, but as in, in Ross Lyons' word, their words, their coach, it's not ideal.
0: No, it's definitely not ideal, <laughs> but I have managed to put some stuff together, so... Yeah. Yeah, we've seen um, a few things down. Yeah, I've written some scrawlings down. So, Frio uh, finished 14th last year with eight wins and 14 losses. Um, they've added Wilson to, from GWS and Little Matera from up at the Gold Coast. And yep. uh, they're probably the only major loss, they've lost uh, Lockie Weller to the Gold Coast, um, which was a ridiculously good deal for them, I think. Yeah. Lock, Lockie Weller might turn out to be as good as what Gold Coast think, but... Um,
1: it was a big yeah. call draft Oh, yeah.
0: His body yeah. of work so far for what they gave yeah. up for him doesn't... I think, think
1: it, so. I think he will be a good player, Weller, but, yeah, that was a massive, massive call.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I had with their strengths, mate, it's pretty basic. Um, and I, I still did research it, so it's not a little throwaway one uh, that I didn't research. But I had their midfield, um, provided they can get everyone fit. Um, Sanderlands, who's obviously struggled with injury. Uh, Fife, Hill times two, Mundy, Neil... And also, depending on if you can get off the piss, Harley Bunnell. Um <laughs> So it's obviously dependent on Sandilands and Bernal if they can play, you know, 18-plus games. Yeah. But they've got some seriously good players in there in their actual midfield. Um, yeah. and, and if they can get it up and going, like well, that midfield's as good as most in the comp, if it's, no, if it's fully fit fine. They? Yeah, they yeah. do bat real deep. Um, the issue will be, like, obviously, with forward, whether they have to uh, use players like Fife and that forward... Um, more so with with the loss of or without any of those um, goal kicking forwards, they just haven't been able to find anyone to kick their goals. So they may be they may rob that midfield, but for me, that's that's definitely their strength. What did you have?
1: Um, look, I, I had as a strength their their um, their commitment to their list regeneration, I guess, and, and they haven't hesitated in in getting rid of a few guys that. Um, which we'll, we'll go into a little bit later. One, one real big name, but um, so that's positive signs that they're committed to that. And, and Ross Lyon um, has, has outwardly spoken about how committed he is to it, and, and that he's enjoying the fact that they're they're regenerating things and, and rebuilding it. Um, so that's a positive. Um, a fit Nat Fife will, will certainly be a positive. Although um, you would think, um, as we go into a little bit um, further, he's He's going to be required to, to play a bulk of time forward. You would think, given their makeup and and the fact that they do bat pretty deep through the middle with some stars, um, they're going to need him to take a catch in the forward fifty. I think just to just to be a, a threatening uh, option for the for their opposition. So if, if you're going on his international rules form um, and he's injury free, um, it could be uh, could be a really uh, quality season again out of that five. Um, and they do have some quality young bikes fixed. Their youngsters are, are really uh, promising. Uh, in particular, the two guys they got in the top five of the draft um, look like, you know, if, if exposed TAC Cup form is anything to go by, they're going to be terrific players. And um, I just added another strength um, in the last 24 hours is uh, the continued form of Ross Lyon in a press conference. I, oh, I yeah. religiously watch him on a Monday morning just to yeah. see what he's brought out, brought to the table. He's outstanding. He's a bit, he, to me, he's
0: a bit like Mick. I used to like Dennis Pagan as well, all that sort of stuff. You just, that real surly, <laughs> oh. you've, never, you've never coached a couple of hundred AFL games. Why did you even ask me that question sort <laughs> of set up in it?
1: Oh, I just love it, mate. He, he gets a giggle out of me every single time. I can't get enough of him. It's just his idiosyncrasies and, and his little sayings and the fact that he takes 30 words to explain something when it could have been done in six. Oh, yeah. I just reckon it's terrific.
0: Yeah, Nikki Dell does a pretty good Ross Lyon uh, impersonation.
1: Yeah, outstanding. Good what about their weaknesses, what do They've uh, obviously got a few.
0: They have got a few. and I listed a fair few of them. I have sort of put them down that they're probably one of the easiest teams in the comp to play against. Um, yep. They had four games that they won by under a goal. Yep. So straight up, you take all them, which, you know, you, you say half them, but take them away. And they've, they've had four wins for the year. Um, their percentage, which is one thing that we go on about here to get an accurate, you know, close to that 100 to see how balanced they are. they was 74.4. Yep. Um, with Brisbane, 74.3. So they're basically the equivalent of Brisbane. They had 300-point losses. Yeah. Um, which has never been something that Ross Lyon would be too familiar with in his time. He's always had real competitive sides. Um, last for disposals, last for uncontested possessions, last for uh, marks, third last for contested possessions, fourth last for inside 50s. And the only team that scored more, uh, so, sorry, that scored less, so their the, the worst um, offence was Carlton. Yeah, right. So every other club other than Carlton, Actually, kicked more than what Freo did. So,
1: so not painting the greatest picture.
0: No, nah, when you when you strip it back and have a good look at the numbers, um, yeah, they've got a, they've got a couple, a good couple of steps to go back before they go forward. Freo, I think, I think they're just yeah. gonna have to bite the bullet. Uh, they put Ross line on that uh, extended contract, so they sort of secured everything, preparing for what might happen in the next eighteen months. Um, yeah but you'd want to see some signs that, you know, 100-point losses, they, they're generally coach killers. You get one or two of them in a year, and yeah. uh, most clubs are pretty quick to pull the trigger on a coach. Um, as I said, they've signed him up for a while, so they're obviously aware that there's going to be some scrutiny and some heat and some setbacks in the next, you know, 12 to 18 months, but um, they'd want to get that sorted reasonably quickly over there, I think. What about yeah. you?
1: Uh, just their vulnerability down the down the spine, mate, it, their key defenders, albeit one of them is a premiership defender in Hamling, um, they just look a little bit shaky to me. And I would have thought in a rebuild which they're going through, they may just have needed some really stronger figures um, in their key posts. So it, it would have been different to, okay, let's rewind the clock 10 years and have Pavlich in a rebuild as opposed to, to someone else like a McCarthy who's, who's looks to be going to play majority of forward it. Um, footy at centre half forward, so and looks a bit flimsy yeah, consistency
0: wise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Still, um, still learning the caper, it appears. So that's that's not ideal for him. Um, they're going to be relying on some of their younger guys to come through a little bit quicker than uh, than most, um, and they're going to rely a hell of a lot on Fife, I think, to uh, to if they're going to pull some games out of the fire. Um, he's a guy uh, which you hope. Um, won't, won't hurt him uh, body-wise. You know, hopefully he's able to stand up in those situations and uh, and carry them for a while. Um, look, I, I, in in some senses, they're capable. They're just not consistent enough to, to be able to win games consistently. So, they're as you mentioned, they're going to be taking some steps back before they make significant steps forward, I think.
0: Yeah, but as we said, and I've seen it at my footy club in particular, um, and you see it at a lot of clubs, similar to the Doggies a couple of years ago, until you get that sixty to eighty games in, you don't know where a player stands. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inconsistent no. games all the way up to even fifty. Uh, once you get that sixty plus, like they get into the third, third um, year of senior footy, might be four pre seasons. Um, then you get a bit. You get that consistency of effort, and um, they know you, you get a lot more. You know a lot more about where the player is and where he yep, potentially agree. could go to. Yep, agreed. Um, so yeah, they're 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 a long way off that at the moment, you know. Yep. Um, they'll they'll have some good efforts with um, young Brayshaw, and they'll see you know some outstanding games, and he's probably not a good example because he'll probably be pretty consistent all year. But those type of players, they're not going to win your games in their first, second, third season. It's after that, you know, unless there's a, a real freak amongst them. But yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, generally, as a team, they just they just need to play games. They need to do time together. Yeah. Yeah. My one to watch, Roscoe was. I've gone for another young gun. I've sort of picked a few of them that I like uh, this year. He's Connor Blakey, Blakeley?
1: Ah, uh, yes, yep,
0: um, yep. He come sort of come to a bit of not a
1: household name over this way, is he really?
0: No, he's not. Um, he he's a player that started the year in the midfield um, and then really blossomed when he went down back. And he strung together a heap of really good games off half back. Um, he's got good hands and. He's a nice size, actually. He's good speed and and he's a good decision maker. And he polled five brownlow in five brownlow games. Uh, about Five games he pulled brownlow votes last yeah, year right. for a twenty one year old off half back. Um, he may have he may have be flying a little bit under the radar over here, yeah. but yeah. Uh, he's definitely one. I think with a full season, he, he he did his shoulder might have been against GWS over there. I think around nineteen uh, missed yeah. the last couple of games, but. Uh, full pre-season under his belt, uh, body a lot stronger. I reckon he's going to have a real breakout year. And I, and with that as well, the ball's going to be in their back half a fair bit. So I think he's going to be pretty busy and,
1: You'll get a bit um, of work.
0: and get a bit of work. He, one of the things I loved about him too, Roscoe, last year, I don't know who you call he signed a new contract on the 27th of June. Yep. Uh, the 30th of June called in sick and went surfing with his mates, <laughs> which is quality. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that is in the true, I like the cut of your gig. Mate. That's yeah. what we want. They're the stories we love, Fix.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I knew that he'd done that. And I sort of did a little bit of digging and then realised, hang on a sec, he signed the contract this day. And <laughs> three days later was when he pulled it, so...
1: Hey, boys, guess what?
0: I just signed a new contract. <laughs> They're not going to get rid of me for another couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he was my one to watch. Who did, who did you have?
1: Mate, I had a guy we mentioned before... Um. Andrew Brayshaw. Uh, yep. Now, I've done a, a little bit of background on him. Obviously, he's number number two pick in the draft. Um, he's sort of come, not from the clouds in the draft, but he did firm in the last month, month and a half before the draft, um, and it almost in, in some dispatches was was mentioned as a possible number one pick. But um, So, Freo, we're pretty happy to get him at number two. Um, he's, from what you hear... Uh, his leadership credentials are outstanding and, and it, at some stage in the near future will end up being a captain of Freo. Um, and, he, and, you know, if if this is anything to go by, he's just locked in for a further three years before he's even played a game. So, yeah, I see
0: that. He's obviously making the right noises over there. Yeah,
1: so uh, can play, uh, midfielder, um, just a really high footy IQ and uh, he'll play plenty of good games for, for Freo. If, if the... Uh, the lineage is anything to go by as far as the Brayshaw name goes. Well, um, you know, I don't think they've got too much to worry about over at Frio. He's going to be a good player for many years.
0: Yeah. want might look back down the track with a, a bit of a reference to the Selwood boys. I know that's going off a bit early, but I'm yeah, a massive fan. But it's it's got that feel sport. about it, hasn't it? Uh, it has, like, yeah. If Duskin just stop getting bloody knocked out, he's he's going to be yeah. a seriously good player. And yeah. um, I think he's been a bit undersold as a number two, That. Um, through a few injuries, uh, a lot of people haven't seen how capable he is, and the reports on this kid—he's going to be every bit as good, if not better. So, yeah.
1: And the young fella who went to um, West Coast too, uh, Hamish—he—he can—he um, can seriously play too. So
0: he just <laughs> becomes like uh, that Selwood up at Brisbane, doesn't he? Or remember uh, the, other, remember the
1: other one that well, Not I know which one we associate <laughs> with which. Or yeah, we'll I wait and see it, how Andrew ends up, and um, see where we go.
0: Yeah, righto. Um. Now, I, I went down a totally, as I mentioned earlier, I went I had a little uh, curveball for me. I went totally down a different direction in the under the pump.
1: Yeah, can I do mine first? Because I've got a feeling yours is going to be an absolute cracker. Mine's a pretty sort of low-hanging fruit type operation.
0: Well, that's why I deliberately picked this on not knowing who you were going for, but assuming who you were going for. And I didn't want to waste five minutes of talking about the same bloke. But yeah. pick your fruit.
1: I've gone for Harley yeah. Bennell, mate. Um, this is a message to Harley. Put up or shut up. You've got uh, one of the great opportunities in life. Uh, don't screw it up, champ. Um, you've got unlimited talent. You're an absolute gun with ball in hand. Um, repay some of the faith that your coaches had in you and and, and uh, put your balls on the line and make a career out of it. Yeah, I'd,
0: I'd be thinking you would be getting close to running out of chances, Roscoe. He wouldn't be a much of a yep. blemish in the next uh, twelve months, and he'd be find his way off the list pretty quick, I would reckon.
1: Last chance yeah. saloon, mate. That's what yeah, it I... Is, I reckon.
0: <coughs> oh, excuse me. I um, I, I think players like that at some stage they need to be taken down to the local factory or a bloody job site and see someone digging a ditch, or yep. and just say, do you want to be here yep. or do you want to be where you are? Um, they need a good yeah. reality check because. His, yeah. his uh, ceiling, in terms of he's a high end talent. Um, oh, yeah, he's a mate. It'd just be sad to see those ones that can come into the system and exit the system without you actually um, seeing what they're yeah. capable of. So, yeah, it's, as you said, it's in his court, though. Now, yep. my
1: I'm looking my, forward to yours, the mate. pump.
0: I've done a, a sort of half retrospective one, Zach Dawson. <laughs> he's not on the list, I know. <laughs> I know, but
1: oh, I know. What, what's uh, I'll, yeah, go, go. I'm listening, I'm looking forward I to, to him,
0: this. I just wanted to put his career out there, um, not in a derogatory form, although I'll highlight some of the things that he was deficient There's yeah. elements of that <laughs> I because <laughs> he's played, uh, oh, I think he, he didn't quite get to 200 games, but he, he that's a forged a pretty solid uh, length of period on an AFL list. I wouldn't say career, but he's had a length of period on an AFL list. And I just wanted to bring a few things up, Roscoe, just so people know that, you know, you can you can get on an AFL list and not be a superstar and hang around there for 10 years. Yeah. So he had 14 games yeah. at Hawthorne. In those 14 games, yeah. several of those, he didn't even get a kick. And he never had more than seven <laughs> kicks in his career there. And I think Anthony Rocco absolutely <laughs> monstered him in one of those games from memory. did he, he kick seven or nine on him, a big bag, and they left him on yeah.
1: him? Yeah, clutch. I left yep. him on him, and yeah. And he was
0: gone. He said it didn't uh, affect <laughs> his decision um, to keep him at the club, but he only played 14 games there and they arseholeed him. So, uh, yep. there, he progressed to St Kilda, uh, where he played 166 games, never had a uh, game where he had more than 12 kicks, um, which is a feat in itself. Now, <laughs> uh, this, this is just to finish off his career, because this year he was sort of a little bit on the nose, wasn't he? It sort of, it sort yeah, of looked like he maybe yeah. one. Uh, on the on the sense. outer yeah. Yeah. So yeah. in twenty sixteen, the year before, obviously, uh, do you know how many kicks he had for the whole year? He had eighteen games.
1: Um, let's say eighteen or oh, ten, ten, seven. I'd say about eighty he's kicks. Forty four. Forty
0: four. So he's going at two and a little <laughs> bit a game. Two, you'd say two and a oh. half the ground. A little... Oh,
1: you're talking about on the nose, mate. They're that is that on the nose.
0: Uh, monitoring their loads and forwards that can't have so many... He's had 44 bloody kicks for the whole year. And that's his career. <laughs> that's his... Oh, career.
1: God. Did he get in the... Did he get in the motorcade on grand oh, final day? I
0: would so. I wouldn't have thought that. They, they, they should have had him in one of, on a motorbike where he had to kickstart a motorbike just to try and get one more out of his career. I oh, give yeah. it. What 44 (laughs) correct? So, in 12 months, that's his job for 12 months of the year, and for the and he's had 44, he's having like a couple of kicks a month basically when you average it out over the year. (laughs)
1: Oh,
0: he's getting the three kicks a month, he's averaging one kick a a week, uh, not even a a week for the whole year. That's disgraceful.
1: Oh, yeah. Going into your your, your um, video analysis sessions, uh, Zach, what were you, some of your um, some areas you can work on? Oh, look, I could probably get a few yeah. more kicks. Well, even uh, if like I said, <laughs> uh,
0: you know, you kicked at 50%, and people go, oh, Jesus, it's like, oh, hang on, he only had two kicks. One was a good one, one was a bad one. <laughs> so we just get that one good one. If we can get your one bad kick uh, more effective, you can go at 100%.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so anyway, <laughs> sorry Rock, uh, it was a little bit of a cheapie but um, sometimes nah, well worth it all now I, uh, yeah. a bit of feedback during the week too from some learned gentle or alleged learned gentlemen um, they weren't happy with us when we do our predictions we usually have around four or five uh, range right uh, well four I think he said was 35 percent of the competition so he wanted he wanted that narrowed up so we've, I've dropped mine back to three this week. And I had a... Okay,
1: yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy to fall in line there if it means keeping uh, keeping the yeah, navies right. happy. i uh, will happy to narrow mine to 13
0: too. 13 to 16. I was thinking probably closer to um, 16, but uh, I'd put 13 to 16 would be my little. So, what did you like? Right. Have...
1: Well, I've, I've narrowed it in on the basis of that from 16 right. to 18. So, yeah, that, so, you yep. so been, I'll, I'll, I'll narrow it in. four in. Yeah, yeah, I think so, mate. I think so. Yeah, there's
0: just... Uh, I had them penciled in for that. And then I was... There's just a few few games last year they did show a bit. And I suppose every all 18 clubs could say that about where they sit, I suppose. Um, so obviously, I yeah. no, already yeah. know the answer to this. The over and under that we've been doing with the TAB uh, was 8.5 wins. So that means they'd have to have nine wins or more.
1: I'm a definite under, and a, if you've got a pick there, they yeah, have been yep. Under, they? yep,
0: well under. Yep, Righty, eight for sure. We might um, take a quick break, and then we'll come back with uh, Roscoe's five. All right, excellent. Good. Thanks for that, mate. Right. Time for Roscoe's five. We probably need to do a uh, BBL rep, because if you're like me, you've probably got the TV going on in the other room. Have you, Roscoe?
1: Yes, mate, it is uh, it is firing, So, um, but there's a couple of little things or observations out of the last week from the BBL that I might like to comment on, but for a start, Fix, we'll get on to my top five. Thanks to Flynn's Landscaping yep. for their continued support in Wangaratta, Shano and his team. We're, doing a great.
0: Where are we heading this week?
1: We're, as the listeners may glean from, from the way we're approaching things, fixes the footy content is becoming more and more, so... This week, I'm, I'm going looking at the coaches. Uh, I've gone for the top five coach lines and phrases you're likely to hear this season. Right. Nice. Okay. Nice. Is that uh, like... you've come up with that yourself, or
0: is that a listener one? That's just all Roscoe? No, nah, just
1: one that I'd, I'd come up with myself. Uh, I do like listening to press conferences, and, and I listen to them in a, in a way that uh, I try to just see who says what and, and who favours a lot of saying. So there's a couple that I can uh, pinpoint and attribute to certain coaches. And I'll, I'll start with number five. Yep. Now, you, you might, obviously, you've got the two ends of the ground, your forward 50 and, uh, and, the, and the back line. Luke Beveridge is one that loves the D50. Oh.
0: Yeah, I know he's your man, but you can't be condoning <laughs> that sort of talk, surely. Surely <laughs> you do not roll that out at Rovers.
1: Oh, look, I... I think I've been guilty of it once or twice.
0: no. You're not not uh, that busy that you haven't got time to say defensive 50 (laughs) as opposed to D50. You're probably saving yourself in the milliseconds.
1: Yeah, there's been a couple of moments where I've been pressed for time, so I did just slide in a D50 on them. But um, I haven't heard F50 too much, but D50 is one you're likely to hear a little
0: bit more. It sounds like some Um, kind of plane. (laughs) A a D50 bomber or something. Yeah,
1: so... Number four, mate, we've got um, sides in certain areas of the ground keeping their shape. Oh, yep. You need to You're keep your You're likely shape. to hear that a bit more. Yeah, we it, had it come into in the last uh, 12 months or so, but uh, a lot of sides, a lot of coaches like sides to keep their shape around the ball, keep their shape in the back line, keep their shape up forward. So, uh, you know, you can expect to hear that a little bit. Yep. Uh, number three, you'll hear – you. You, oh, mate, you hear this a lot, and it actually pisses me off. I don't like this. Outside noise, fix. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, generally you get the outside noise. I don't know whether you've got um, it in there or not, but it's usually outside the tent. That's that's the other one they like, inside the tent, outside the tent. Yeah, they can't control yeah. the external noise. In,
1: in the four walls, mate, the yep. outside noise. Um, yeah, I've got down who, who may may say this, and, and pretty much anyone. You hear it a lot. Yep. Players love it. Yep. Um, number two, and Damien Hardwick loves saying this going forward. Oh, uh, yep. So I'll, I'll put it in a sentence. So, um, you know, we see player XXX being a really good option for us going forward. Yeah. And I don't mean in the forward line, I mean into the future.
0: Yep. He loves it. It doesn't matter. Make... Yeah. I'll tell you who, he sort of made him a uh, quasi celebrity last year was Mrs. Hardwick. <laughs> I don't think saw many of his press conferences last year but he said oh, yeah. several of them to the stage where um, uh, little Rioli that lives there he, he mentions Mrs Hardwick in some of yeah. his little presses as well
1: well, it's funny. Just to digress a little bit, I did read the behind-the-scenes book on Richmond, uh, written by Conrad Marshall, which is a magnificent read. Absolutely, I recommend it to to any footy follower. Yeah. Um. And they actually dedicated a chapter to Mrs. Hardwick and, and Dimmer, and they, they had a bit of a talk about. it. There was he used to do a bit of a story uh, before each game, and um, he said I was on the internet last night. It was buffering all the time, so I don't know what Daniel was looking at uh, in the <laughs> group. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the whole group uh, got a bit of a kick out of that so that was pretty cool
0: yeah.
1: um, mate number one and you don't just hear this in footy you hear this in everyday life and I'm look I use it myself but you expect to hear this a, a, a hell of a lot um, as we go forward <laughs> um, it is what it is
0: Pick? oh that's not a good one in this house I use that one and get pulled up on it every time I use it like <laughs> what, the, what the hell does that even mean I said, Well it is what it is. Like uh, that's just the way it is. It's a simple You know uh, what
1: you know what you can tend you can mask it for a lot of uh, things that you can stuff up like it work. Oh well it is what it is. Yep.
0: Yeah? Yep.
1: Uh, you can't do it is what it is. That's so, a little multi
0: look, it's like a little uh, a pocket knife, that one. It's a little multi skill you can use in different little <laughs> situations to get you out of trouble, isn't it? Just
1: just bring it out whenever you need it. Yep. Um so there, there look there's there's gonna be a multitude more that that come in. We might just keep an eye on these in in press conferences too as 2018 uh, rolls on. But that's this week's top five. Thanks to Flynn's Landscaping, mate.
0: Impressive as always. Yeah, I can see as I talk out loud while I'm talking. I I, I can see a little uh, the presser, a little maybe a segment the press- during the year. A I like presser it. Presser where you can just ground through your um all your little uh, press conferences and just all dissect right. a couple of little comments that come out. They I love it. One- um, I
1: love press conferences.
0: I reckon it was about 2006 or 2005 or some, sometime around then, before um, the AFL Grand Final. Yep. Fox Footy had one on. Um, and they had us, it was just on the morning of the Grand Final uh, when I was living up in Sydney. And, and it was all the the great press conference, you know, it went it, we know those little snippets they do that run sort of for about five minutes. Yeah, yep. Oh, and there was yep. – that, that's still I've, – I've tried to Google it and find it again. That's one of the most brilliant uh, things ever created by Fox footy. It was
1: – it had yeah. one of um,
0: Dennis Pagan, and uh, he must have still been there. So, yeah, maybe two – anyway, the question to him was, are you going to take on the AFL over this? And he goes, <laughs> take on the AFL. So, you picture little Dennis sitting up there, like can barely see over the dash, over the microphone. He goes – Taking on the AFL over this would be like opening the bowling against Australia with a ping pong ball. <laughs> and then, then, then they went <laughs> to the, the Juno that asked it, then they panned back to Dennis Page. And it was just, it was one of the most brilliant little snippets that you'll ever see. Oh, geez, I'm going uh, to
1: so I'm uh, gonna keep digging for it. but Yeah, we'll have a look at it, bring it out. There was a good one uh, most recently. I don't know if it was the season just gone or the one before. It might have been just last year when. How he held his nerve, I'm not sure, and how he answered it seriously it was when Luke Beveridge was asked, the ruck stocks were a bit low at the doggies, and uh, they said, um, is oh, Will Minson in the, the frame? <laughs> and exactly, it would have been, you just gone, and he said, um, well, that's going to be a bit hard because <laughs> Will Minson's retired. <laughs> yeah, just walk away, go back to junior school, take another
0: 6 months extender
1: Yeah, an how he, and in, in true class, he, he didn't... Totally, really. um, you know, he didn't shoot the like straight up, but yeah. Yeah, he felt like I reckon
0: uh, Uncle Mick would have, Mister Moldhouse, he would have taught him a new one. Now, <laughs> oh, let us to the editor, Roscoe. I knew you had one, which we may have to postpone because this is a pretty fair income one. It's it's uh, it wasn't yeah. actually a letter; it was a phone call with a. Um... So yeah, been this fix. Bloke down for a while, uh, Dougie uh, E from out of Longa. Is it Longa Warren? Langer Warren. Out at North Wang, out there behind the vine. laundry, laundry,
1: laundry Yeah, Laundrigan. Laundrigan, yep, um, yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. this...
1: Now, before you start, I get the feeling that you've just been given the Kookaburra turf and you're shining it up and pushing it off oh, the side yeah. screen with this one. Is yeah, that, start, is that uh, a fair call?
0: Because it's something that he, yeah. uh, has been upsetting him for a long time and uh, he's, he's sort of, it's like a little baby and he's given it to us to nurture and um, to grow this movement and... And teach it everything we can. Well, yeah, we do and have it's blood. an issue that um, yeah. has been weighing him down for a while. And I know that you get a little bit of shit on the liver about it, and it upsets me greatly. I'm just going to just put it straight out there: <laughs> the man bun. He needs. Oh, he's the bun. Tried to do some work into just absolutely obliterating this ridiculous bloody craze that's been going around for the last four or five years, and he's at wit's end. Yep. So he's come to us. So. Before I start, I did a little bit of research on it. Um, yep. uh, the history of it, it was obviously, it was around in China in uh, 200 BC, um, which you know was uh, depicted with the, the terracotta soldiers. Um, they're, they're sporting the man buns. yeah Yeah, yep, I'm familiar yep. with then, their work. Yep. Um, it was around the uh, Ming Dynasty, um, uh, 1644 AD, and then a bloke, uh, Qing, Come along, and uh, the Queen Dynasty. When that started, he basically resold it. You know, it wasn't you weren't allowed to you weren't allowed to roll with it anymore.
1: Yeah, played a couple of good games for Carlton in the <laughs> on early the, days. On the wing. Wing. Um, <laughs>
0: now, that was sort of other than your uh, your samurai warriors and your sumo wrestlers. It's sort of been uh, shelved basically for nearly four hundred years. Obviously. Yeah, you know, the samurai warriors aren't doing a heap of work nowadays. Um, there's not as many of them floating around. There's obviously some sumos, we let them run their right. own show pretty yep. much. They're just too big to, to actually boss around.
1: They're, they're, yeah, agreed. They're, they're good enough to um have it in their realm and, and you yep. uh, know do what they and, want with and it. And
0: I'd imagine that that's something as a sumo your dad was a sumo and his dad was a sumo and they all had the same haircut and that went back. So there's there is some kind of tradition. Um, so enter 2013 2014 um, is basically when it's really kicked off. Um, and it's crept into AFL football, as we know, it's crept into bloody uh, actors are bloody wearing it. Uh, Hemsworth wears it, DiCaprio. It's floating around way too much in general society. So,
1: having said that, having said that, they're, they're, they might be playing roles that depict. An actual man nah, bun I'm required.
0: Bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. No, nah, there right, should never okay. Be, okay. I'll put it back on you. <laughs> give me a movie where you would think that a character would need to look like that big a dickhead.
1: Uh, Tom Cruise in uh, Samurai, uh, The Last Samurai, but that that's... To, there's a bit of yeah, history yeah, there. Exactly right. I can't yep. see
0: any other movie yep. where someone would need to be rolling with a man bun. No,
1: no, no. So yeah, I think I'm, I'm
0: going to put right. some... I'm gonna put some. I'll put some context into this actually, and give you. These are all the AFL. I sat down and did all the AFL players. It started with Bryce Gibbs and Brady Grundy. They were the pioneers. Uh,
1: got a lot to answer for.
0: These are the blokes that are running with them at the moment: Stringer, Maston, Nat Fife, Cam McCarthy, Young, Hurley, Ash Greenwood, Rich, uh, Steph Martin, uh, Schmitz, Bagley, Collier, Jack Steele's running one. Weller boys times two. Both wellers are bloody running it. Um, <laughs> who else we got? Guthrie, Bunting, Ward, Ryan, Griffin, Robert and Brad Ebert has just started wearing one. He's got in on the end of it. He's uh, running around uh, in court with it. Ebert, mate, you don't need any fucking bit of gear that makes your mega head draw any more attention to it than what is required. <laughs> don't go running a bloody <laughs> man bun on your head. Uh, like, respect uh, to Scotty Pendlebury and the Bont. They're running them pitard show and makers. Tommy Langdon, Tipper, Gold Sachs running one. Um, it's all a, a lot of and Collingwood players there, which have consistently have the biggest supporter yeah. base. So we can get this momentum up and going, um, and get Collingwood and Essendon supporters on board. Initially, we can, I reckon, we can nip this in the bud.
1: So that's we're, we're effectively we're launching a yes. campaign here, aren't we? That's that's yeah. what we're we about wanna, here we today.
0: Put it out there. Well, that's what I wanted to run by you as well. Um I'll just write down a, a couple of ideas, and then I just want your feedback on on what you reckon with that. Well, yeah, hit the me. First man. one is the um, if you if you're going to go out and leave the house and you got a man bun on, I want you to just look yourself in the mirror and punch yourself in the dick. That's to start with. That's the first thing. <laughs> <That's laughs> Straight off the bat. Of and then we progress from there because this, this is the thing. Uh, and we, we talk our focus is obviously more on the AFL side of things with the man bun. They're always living yeah. together, two or yeah. three of them in a house, hanging out, teammates, best buddies. Uh, what's going on? Mates are supposed to look after mates where we grew up, Roscoe. Like if, yeah. Yeah, no, well, that's how it used to be, if You wanted to head out to a function or something and you strolled out with one of them. You'd be getting some pretty direct feedback about how it looked and whether you, whether you should be going out with it.
1: Yeah, you, you were dragged yeah. back inside fairly relatively. So I think we, quickly, need, a, I we need
0: to uh, get teammates as well, roommates, flatmates. Um yep. so we, we can get them on board, then this is where I'm sorta of heading with it. Maybe a three week amnesty. So get uh, basically three weeks get your shit together. You got enough time to cut to cut it yeah. out I mean, and grow a decent haircut yeah. back or whether yep. you uh, you know, if you shave it back to the bone. Yeah, three weeks gives you, you know, you're looking at a number two, number three firebreaker sort of crew cut where no one will even know that it was on there this time of year. It's very plausible. <laughs> yeah, going through a short, up, up front of
1: yeah, it, of course. Yep. Yeah, and
0: then uh, you'd be familiar with this growing up in the bush as I was the old foxtails on the fence, uh, a system where you get 10 uh, miles yes, from a yeah. It might be a smidge more near. Yep, yep, and there that we should be offering people five thousand dollars to lop off man tails, uh, man buns. Yeah. As wow. In, a, and any instrument you can get your hands on, like machete, set of pliers, hacksaw, however pleasant or um, unpleasant you want to make the experience for the wearer.
1: So we're calling for um, bounty Basically, hunters, bounty essentially, hunters. aren't we?
0: Bounty hunters. So we'd have a setup. Yep. Th- this enables we can have a setup, um, as we've said before, about, you know, your duck hunters that, uh, languish around ponds and lakes and where they know ducks are. We'd have people lingering <laughs> around the bars in Brunswick where you see those wankers with the bloody, the full beard and, the, you know, the full sleeve yeah. tattoos and the cardigans and uh, drinking, drinking their craft beer but not knowing, hang on, this bloke, two two tables down. Yeah. He's doing he's with white, a pair of scissors in his pocket. but He's some kind of hatchet that he's, he's eyeing me off. So I think yeah, they're yep. in their natural environment. Um, you get people that are sporting the man buns, uh, you know, that are scared to leave the house because any single person new eye off could be today, could be the day when it comes off. You turn your back at the ATM, you know, you're all oh. dressed up to have a good night out. Turn your back at the ATM, punch, punch, punch. You start, you know, worrying about, oh, is anyone looking at me? But he put in my pin code. Don't worry about that because the bloke, too bad, yeah. and reached over the top and lopped your man bun and it's gone.
1: Locked. Yeah, lopped your yep. yogi and, bear uh, off.
0: And then I was thinking to add to this further, I'll get your feedback on this as well. On live TV is a ten grand job. So I'm I'm thinking. Oh yeah. Round so one, round one, Bryce Gibb makes his yep. debut at the Adelaide Oval, taking a mark in that yep. Eddie Betts pocket. Right, hemmed in on the band line. You know, they the go back and have that kick where they boot out of the plastic, those white plastic chairs out of the way to get yeah, the. Yeah, they, they've
1: got to, Yeah, they've got to be behind their line, which means they're yep. hard up against and the you fence. Yeah.
0: Adelaide bloke that's on board with us and has been waiting for an opportunity yep. to be able to do this sort of stuff. So Bryce Gibbs iron it off. Yep. Important kick. Channel Seven zooming in. He leans over, bang, lops it off in front of you know fifty thousand screaming fans, and waves it around. <laughs> waves it around like it's and he's, and
1: he's, 10, grand he's ten grand better, and better off.
0: off. He comes in, he gets his rebate back. Bryce Gibbs gets an opportunity to have a good uh, look at himself. You know, and then, you know, <laughs> like a Hugh Greenwood that's running around with one, playing for Adelaide, think, shit, yeah.
1: I could be bloody next. Yeah. What are, you, what are yeah. your thoughts it, on it? Um, oh, mate, I'm on board. I want to I want to get a, some sort of apparel um, out there and, and we're going to get some posters around town. We've got an online um, campaign going and it's simply called, Fix, Van the Bun. The, Bun.
0: We, the only issue with my yep. plan at the moment is Fournions. We... Uh, We'll have to yeah. work out some kind of state or federal yeah. government yeah. grant. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's fine. We'll we'll address that when we come to it. first, our first priority is um, let's get some numbers together. Um, let's let's have some people who support this cause because this has got to be stamped out. It's it's got uh, it's gone too yeah. far, Pix. It's yeah, gone it was too literally
0: far. Literally a bit of a piss take to see how stupid you could look and. Um, People sort of accepted it, and then yeah, it's gone to the stage now. All those players I mentioned—that's like little tipper Mm -hmm. from uh, Essendon—he's become a cult hero, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, a little bit of gone to his head, and next thing he's running a man bun.
1: Oh, I just worry what people are going to look back on if they see vision of of these guys, you know, two or three years down the track, and and you know they've got to they've got to live with themselves that they had this head of so
0: like the Hawks are running in their 80s, all their 80s premierships. Like Gary Ayres, yeah, Darren Pritchard, yeah. and even little Andy Collins, but he had one going at one stage. Um,
1: right. The ramifications are it's, extreme. So it's just the think mullet about of our it.
0: generation. Well, when people laugh about it and think, oh, yep. yeah, the mullet. Yeah, right. They're going to look back on this man bun and go, what the bloody hell was going on?
1: Yeah. Now, one thing that I will point in one of the names you mentioned, and is a bloke close to my heart, yeah, for Bond. He's better than that. Uh, he, he's, he's seen the light. Been. Yes, he's got. He's sporting the short back well, and slide. So kind uh,
0: of ambassador and. To, I, sitting I down think and so. A five I minute one so. on one. Uh, how dark a place yep. were you when you went down this road? What made <laughs> you see the light? Get some information and statistical data oh. back to us. So we know what we're dealing with, yep. and we can um, yep. we can take a few little shortcuts. As Bill, Bill Gates says, Roscoe, yep. you got a difficult job. You find the laziest person you can because they always make it a real easy job.
1: So that's what we're about. <laughs> we don't want to be running around all over <laughs> town.
0: We just need to go straight to a couple of uh, easy fixes that we can just get underway and then uh, build on it from yep. there.
1: This cause is real, Fixer, and um, we need everyone. We need the whole. I like the cut of Your Jib family behind it. Um, we need support from every angle. Um, we'll be launching various campaigns through it, and um, we need we need to ban the bun because um, for something that's a, your term questionable at best, uh, we need to stamp this out because it's come a blow Yeah, on yeah. Now
0: we'll, um, we'll get to work on that during the week, Roscoe, for sure.
1: I'm sure Dougie E's going to be pretty happy oh, with that yeah. too. Well,
0: he, mate. Yeah, he he would. Yeah, his retribution was a little bit more savage. He mentioned guns and <laughs> hunting them down like manger dogs and <laughs> rallying them in the street. And um, he wanted to hurt him up like the, you know the old school old Brumby up in the uh, middle of Australia, that the choppers running around and dogs and blokes on horseback <laughs> and you. Oh, we're not yeah. going to rule that
1: out, but it's probably yeah, on the extreme end of how we're going like to make proportions
0: like that's where we don't want to get to that stage where we have a full basically a muster. No, 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 up, where no, we muster no. them up into cattle yards no. and then have to uh, put the head mm-hmm. in a cattle crush and lop it off manually. But uh, we, we'd rather start yeah. up, open to the people, and you know, uh, the people can solve yep. this problem, I think.
1: Let's, let's out these people. Let's, let's, you know, if you have to shame and publicly shame them, let's do it. Um, but that, that's the way we're, we're looking yep. at and it. And if you've any... got
0: any photos of your mates, you know, feel free to send them through because we'll, we will openly name and shame them on this show. <laughs> now, <laughs> just a before it. we go, Roscoe, because uh, I need to go to work. Um, yep. We had a new, a new bit of software um, that I've been using with our show just so we can track some of our listeners. Uh, yep. so I just want to send a cheerio. We've got we've got several listeners over in America, uh, we've got a couple in New Zealand, uh, we've got yeah, right. some in Japan, we have uh, have two, we? two listeners in we? Japan, we've got a couple in the UK. Uh, we've got an interesting yep. uh, I'm going to try and track this down. I'll, I won't go off too early, I'll leave it with my homework that I have to do during the week, but there's a little community in uh, I won't mention it, but in the outskirts of one of the um, counties in America, uh, which has it only has a bit over 2,000 people, and we've got about 12 listeners there. There's like a little, something <laughs> oh, a poll, so really? the town's that small that I can't get onto the actual mayor. Um, I wanted to just try well, and track down what the hell's going on there and why.
1: Oh, you know, you know, this screams for me, mate a community yeah, visit and a live, uh, a video, uh, yeah, man. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, here so we go. That's what i was sort of aiming um, at, just to bring but,
0: it up now so we can start the wheels of the and speak to both our wives. And,
1: our, hello, to all, yeah, hello to all our international listeners. It's great to have you on board. And, um, look, tell your friends um, and write in and, and uh, give us a bit of an indication of, of some questions or, you know, anything you want to hear. We're, we're yeah, about to have you on yeah, board. We can so, tra- uh, track down group. any of
0: those ones if you're listening and think maybe that's you. Uh, get in touch on our Facebook. Yep. I like the Cut of Your Jib page or Roscoe's uh, Twitter. Page that he's got there, and we'd love to hear from him
1: absolutely, absolutely. And um, get behind the, the ban yeah, the bun the campaign. Bun um, your international, international uh, support it will go a will. long
0: way. And I'm just starting to get a little bit excited, Roscoe, with footy season coming up. I can't wait. Uh, what
1: are we? What did you say? Yeah, six, 49 days, days, we are, the
0: are high 40s, I think. So, excellent, we're excellent. Really can't wait on the show and uh, the feedback. People are really looking forward to the footy starting on this show and we're looking forward to bringing it to you. So, Um
1: Indo, until we, Indo, uh, we'll probably sign off we'll sign off on cricket officially next week and then uh and then yeah we're yeah, full on no, in the that footy.
0: Good. Well um yeah we got a bit of homework each to do this week in regards to getting this show a, bit, a little bit technical savvy. Um so we'll we'll be on to <laughs> it and we'll hopefully be able to bring you a show um something exciting during the week anyway. 12 hours in the night with bloody orange flashing lights and bloody cars just missing you and all that sort of stuff.
1: Enjoy it, mate. Um, Stay safe and uh, we'll look forward to talking sport and uh, general other stuff next week. it would be great. Thanks
0: for that, buddy. Bye, mate.
1: Good on you.